welcome, welcome your Backup Plan tribe to this week's podcast of our one-year anniversary to Hollywood Squares. Um, yay! Yay! And where did Betsy go? We lost her. bad internet connection. We lost her on the way. There she is. You're right. Oh, no. oh, my God, now, Bobby, now Bobby is in Paul Lynn Square. <laughs> <laughs> See, Bobby, Bobby is Paul Lynn for Thank everybody you. to know. Your backup plan tribe. This is Talking Taboo with Tina this week with our one year anniversary. We're going to have some fun with this. Um, if you are new here, welcome, welcome to our channel. And our hand is now going to come out, and all of these are my previous guests from the year. Um, and we all know the hand is going to come out. <laughs> and tap on that bell down there, guys, and tick on that like screen, that like button, and push on subscribe because you won't know when you're going to have some fun with all of us again. So let's uh, let's get this party started. My name is Tina Ginn. I am with Talking Taboo with Tina on our Your Backup Plan. I am an emergency preparedness coach, a best-selling author uh, of In the Blink of an Eye. Yes, we all know what can happen in the blink of an eye. It's this fast. Just like that, that's what happens when you do things quickly. I'm a financial expert and an app developer of your backup plan. So welcome everybody. If you are new here, welcome to our show today. Let's get this party started. We have listeners from all around the world. We have special guests from United States and Canada today. And one partially from Greece, but we're going to go around the room and we are going to introduce ourselves. So Linda, Linda, you were a previous guest on our show. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, everyone. Linda Bryce here from Western Massachusetts in the Berkshires. <laughs> I'm a best-selling author, The Courage to Care, Being Fully Present with the Dying. And that was the topic of the show with Tina. I'm also an educator, a death doula, and a bedside singer. And she does a really good job of that, that's for sure. And Dr. Claire Biedenharn is here. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Claire Biedenharn, uh, Amazon bestseller of Your, I'm Your Listening Partner. My book is Heart to Heart spiritual care through deep listening. And my focus is working with burned out healthcare workers. And uh, had a great time with Tina on the podcast. And it's really fun being here with y'all tonight. I'm awesome. from the Kentucky area. Awesome. And Timothy is here. And we like to call him Tim on our show. Tim, where are you from? Hi, everybody. I live in Redondo Beach, California, just south of the Los Angeles airport, and I uh, am a mental health advocate, and I uh, have a podcast, Time Out for Mental Health, where we talk to sports figures and thought leaders um, about serious mental health issues, uh, depression, and relationships, and suicide, and 
and men's masculinity, how toxic masculinity affects all the relationships between men and women. So I'm trying to change the world by talking to 150 million people in the world who uh, don't like to uh, get help with their mental wellness, mental performance. And you know nothing about that, do you, Tim? <laughs> I've done a little research. <laughs> and Paul, Paul comes to us from, he's in the middle square. We have to somehow move you around there. I like Paul. the middle square. I like it. All, all right. It's all good. It's all good. Hi, everybody. Paul Fortune from Long Beach, California. And I help people rewrite their story and take control of their lives. Take back the pen and write the story they want for their lives. Not for anybody else, but for themselves. And I developed a Facebook group called Rewrite Your Story, where people from all over the world can share their stories with support and no judgment. We're there only to support. We have meetup groups once a month. I interview great people. It's a great community. So come on board, rewrite your story. And I'm excited to answer these questions. Uh-oh. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Lori. Lori's just down the road from me. Yeah. Uh, my name is Lori Herchbees. I live uh, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm uh, one of the few that's actually in Tina's neighborhood. Um, I'm owner of Anora Cremation, Burial, and Events. We are a full funeral provider, uh, helping with the practical and also the heartfelt um, we focus on sustainability, unique events, of course, helping helping with traditional, but um, we like to support local artisans and uh, carpenters. Again, my name is Lori. Awesome. That was an awesome podcast. We, I, I actually learned quite a bit of all the new stuff that's out now. It's, it's incredible. And there she is, Avicenasia. Did I say it quick enough? <laughs> I can never get it right. You mix two names, actually. My name is Athanasia. <laughs> Athanasia, I'm from. I'm originally from Greece. I am a road safety advocate. I have experienced the unfortunate event of a horrific accident that happened in the blink of, a, of an eye, as uh, Tina mentioned. So this is has this has become my mission to raise road safety awareness and help maybe people or inspire and motivate people not to experience and not to make my story their story. And I am also the host of a podcast called Crash Victim Life Survivor. And I had fun sharing my story with Tina on her podcast. And it's very nice to be here. And I can't wait to listen to the questions. It's exciting. It is exciting. And Bobby. Hi. Well, I'm Bobby Hedgling Taylor, and I'm coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. Yo, Brooklyn. Uh, I, <laughs> Brooklyn to the house, yeah. Um, no, uh, I'm by trade a former trapeze artist. I design aerial sequences for Broadway shows, cruise ships, rock concerts. But I'm also a two-time author. And uh, Tina, our podcast was my very first podcast as an author. So... Uh, it was really uh, special to me. And uh, I just published my first book on Wednesday and it's called Shit My Mama Says. <laughs> and basically it is, uh, it's a humorous look at life while dealing with dementia and um, losing mm -hmm. my mom to COVID in the pandemic uh, sort of sparked me to write because there no nobody has trapezes in their living rooms. Well, I'm, I mean, I don't know about you, Tina, but. Um, you know. <laughs> we have there's poles. There's poles. Does that count? 
but uh, so when when pandemic hit, I just changed my my art and I started writing and I wrote a cookbook, which is a memoir called Escape to Ravioli Mountain, a memoir in food. And then I wrote Shit My Mama Says with all my mother's amazing humorous quotes about life while she was dealing with dementia and uh, glad to be here. And Bobby is a comedian as well, and he has some great, great recipes, drinks and recipes. So yes. awesome. Yes. Yeah. And Betsy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Tina. I'm excited. I'm from Isla, New Jersey, and I am East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> I am chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio Network. And I am creator founder of the Facebook group, hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. So I went from raising awareness in my car to interviewing people. I just interviewed Hadassah Lieberman on Monday. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Mm -hmm. so. And you, do you know who she also, this is like for all of us old people on the show. <laughs> Interviewed Sissy. Everybody Ooh. know remember who Sissy Buffy is? Buffy and Sissy. Like the family the, affair. Oh yeah, of course. Wow. I'm not yeah. that old. Yeah. I'm not that old either. I don't remember at all. <laughs> reruns. They were reruns. <laughs> um, so let's get the party started, guys, now that we have all of that um, work completed so we are going to start with a funny question and I'll, I'll i'll just ask the question and then i'll ask someone to answer it during the 18th century it was common for a bride to sell something at her wedding reception to help pay for the cost of the wedding what did she sell Paul, you look like you have an answer to that question. She sold her underwear. <laughs> All right. Was there something special about her underwear? I, I don't know, but she <laughs> had to sell it to make ends meet. To <laughs> Uh, Tim, what did she? The, what did the bride sell? I think she sold her soul. No, that could be. Yes, absolutely. And then one more, Doctor Claire. What did she sell? Her chastity belt. That's oh, a good one. That's a good one. And Bobby, God only knows what you're going to say. <laughs> I I know what Paul's answer was. So <laughs> she sold her she sold her firstborn. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good one. Put the gloves away, Tina. <laughs> Make me all scared here. Got my last ontology exam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to a serious question. Does everyone familiar with the condo collapse that was recently happened in beautiful Surfside, Florida? Mm -hmm. 97 victims of the Surfside collapse. Were all the victims, were they all supposed to be put together for that fate? We need that question of 
da 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 Pardon? What was part of the question? So the question is, were they, were all the victims supposed to be put all together there at 1.22 a.m. to have their fate? Was that fate? Were they all supposed to be put there? No. You want to go first, Betsy? You say no. Why do you yes, say I no? I heard, uh, I say no because I heard a story from one of the uh, people that they weren't supposed, somebody and her family was not supposed to be there and they weren't, um, but I don't remember their name. So not everybody was supposed to be there. Uh, if you believe in fate, you know, yeah, uh, some people are meant to, to have been there. Uh, that was their time to go, I guess. Um, why do some people survive and some don't? Only God can answer that. I don't have the answer to that. That's, That's great. How I feel. That's great. Lori, what do you think? <sighs> um, it's a tough one. Um, but I would say, I guess ultimately, we're, our days are numbered. And when time's up, time's up, as tragic as it is. Yeah, that's an incredible tragedy. I, I, I can't even fathom for the people that didn't survive and I can't fathom the ones that did because even they lost their homes in the end. So it, it's incredible. What do you think, Paul? What was the answer to the first question? Was there an answer to that question? Like what, what, was, the, what, the, what was the bride cell? What was the actual answer to that question? Is there a real well, answer to it? Well, Bobby said it because that's what oh. Paul Lind had said. Oh, that, got it. Okay. Yeah, they they said that they sold their their firstborn. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, it was their time to go um, unfairly, but happened and such a tragedy. Yeah. What do you think, Linda? There are those who would say, yes. I'm not sure whether I would be that uh, certain. I would suggest though, that whenever something like this happens, it reminds us to treat every single day as precious, to keep our relationships current and to be a blessing while we're here. Absolutely. And I, I say to the condo collapse myself that if anyone was given five minute notice or evacuation notice for wildfires or anything like that, you're blessed because all those victims weren't given any notice. And as well, you know, in a car accident, you know, to say, hold on, don't hit me yet. I have five minutes, I've been told before you hit me. So, yeah, uh, I think we all are blessed. What do you think, Tim? That's a tough one. You know, I know from previous uh, learning that um, the angel of death is 
appears around you for 30 days before you pass away. And I think it's just, um, you know, it was strange that all those people were together. I mean, is that fate? I don't know. It's a, it's a very difficult question. I just feel terrible for everybody who, who was involved and, uh, you know, safety first. That's all I got to say. That's, that's my mantra. Yeah, absolutely. I think there were signs and people just missed it. My, that's my honest opinion. What do you think, Anastasia? I say it fast enough, I get it right. <laughs> you, you tell it's fine, just fine. You could call me Nastia if it's easier. Okay. Well, being in, a, being in a car accident myself and losing two friends that day, so we were in the same vehicle, four people. Two, unfortunately, they didn't survive, and two of us, we did. I'm not sure if I can um, say if I, if I believe in fate, um, but I do believe in being in the wrong place in the wrong uh, moment. So um, I don't know if I was in the back seats of the vehicle, I wouldn't be here with you today. So I don't know. It's a tough question. I don't think there's an answer. But I will have to agree with uh, Timothy about safety. Safety comes first, and we need to be cautious, aware, and take all the measures we need to uh, keep ourselves safe. That's right. Thank you. What do you think, Bobby? Oh, it's such a loaded question, too. Um, there are some people who believe that you have a specific amount of time on this planet, and it's and sometimes when you're clustered with other people of the same clock, you all go at the same time. That is of a totally different belief that I have. I believe you go when you go when you, and, and, and that's, you know, that happens. Uh, like like um, Anastasia, did I, did I butcher it too? <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna call you Annie, okay? <laughs> um, no, um, so uh, I used to work in the, basement of the south tower of uh, the, the World Trade Center. I was on my way to work on the day of the first bombing and I forgot something and I had to turn around and go back. When I got into my apartment, the phone rang and my father was like, what the hell's going on down there? And I was like, down where? I'm on my way to work. And he's like, no, they just bombed the World Trade Center. So someone was looking out for me and mm -hmm. someone, you know, made me turn around and do something. So I, I feel, I do feel like there are, I, I believe in angels, if that, you know, as, as, and I believe that there, there is, uh, I believe in an afterlife and I also, but I also believe that our time is limited on the planet. So we should make every day count. And um, I, I do, I do think though that personally, sometimes your circumstances don't match up with the clock. And sometimes you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but also there's just too much uh, metaphysically going on that I can't explain. And, I, and I, in some ways I do believe that it is, it is fate for some people and you just happen to be in a cluster with other people at the same clock. And, but you never know. I mean, we won't know. I won't know until I'm dead and then it'll be impossible to get in touch with you. <laughs> no, it won't be. Or will. Well, that's, that's true. We'll have to, so then yeah. we'll have to have a seance and, you know, and I'll come back on Zoom and I'll knock three times on your wall. 
And will you sing the song too? Yes. <laughs> of course. That'll, that's how you know. Three times on the ceiling if you want me. <laughs> Did I get everybody? Everybody answer? Yes? Not me. Not you. Okay, Claire, go. Go for it. Well, you know, um, one of my hats is that I'm a United Methodist minister. And so uh, as as the Bible says, you know, we don't know the time of the day, but I think it's really interesting how, uh, and, and I don't know about you, but I don't know if I want to know when my time's coming. But I just, it's really interesting to me. I saw the interview with a young man who had, uh, was over at his girlfriend's apartment and he really wanted to go home to the condo and she talked him right. into staying. And right. I, I, so I, I think that there's a lot of mystery around us. I think that there's so, I think there's a whole nother level of awareness around us and uh, that we maybe can't see. But I think too that um, I believe in angels too. And I think that those who died were comforted. And uh, my husband died three years ago, y'all. He shows up all the time. <laughs> He comes to me in dreams. He comes to me in songs. And whenever I'll just say, oh, James, I wish you were here. I drove to Virginia and by myself not too long ago, I said, daggone it, James, I wish you could be here while, you know, while I'm making this drive by myself. All of a sudden, his playlist, his Apple playlist started playing on my radio. And it was like, he was saying, okay, here we are. I'm along for the ride. So, uh, I, but I don't mean to make light of this terrible tragedy. And, um, but I think that people are, that pe those people were comforted. And my prayer is that those who the survived, not just the families, but the people who actually survived it, because I think about survivor guilt and just ask for peace for everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know one story that will get you is um, there was one gentleman that passed away as one of the victims of the 97 and he was with his brother. I'm sorry, his nephew. His nephew came over to sleep overnight. He was a, uh, had an ex, had two children, a daughter and a son. He was coaching the baseball team for the son and it was raining out. And he said, can I, called his ex-wife, they were in communication with each other. And he said, can I drop him off? Not tonight, because it's raining. And her, she said her first answer right out of her mouth was no, bring him home. But we're go I'm gonna take them fishing tomorrow. It doesn't matter, bring him home. Mm. So he dropped him off at home and he went to the condo with his nephew and died and it's very very interesting because she said that it was one word that made a difference yes or no mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i find that incredible absolutely incredible and if he had said well my nephew is over tonight i'll you know there'll be some fun for the kids she probably would have said yes but he he, he didn't and she listened to her intuition. How many times do we have feelings like that and we dismiss them? Absolutely. Yeah. 
We do. So let's go on to a funny one, guys. Okay. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right. A friend offers to give you a French 75. What would that be? Da, 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 da. Question, please. Absolutely. A friend offers to give you a French 75. What would that be? Hmm. 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 Paul, what do you think a French 75 is? French 75, red wine. Oh, that's a cool answer. What does the 75 hmm. represent? The great vineyard of 75. Oh, <laughs> What do you think, Betsy? A French kiss. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Nasia? Oh my God, I don't know. Well, when you when you ask the question, and because English is not my first language and I don't understand everything, mm -hmm. by okay. listening French seventy five, my mind drifted and went to, uh, you know, the tools that mechanics use, the French key <laughs> I said okay something like that I don't know <laughs> yeah no that's a good one good one Tim what do you think uh it's a cocktail but I don't know what's what's in it I have no clue yeah I don't think yeah I, Go I'm ahead. not sure I think it's gin and champagne Ugh. oh that's an Ooh. interesting combination Ugh, yeah. is that your final answer Linda gin and oh. champagne Sure. I, that's that's what I thought of. Is once upon a time, at a restaurant, it was on the menu, and I said, "Oh, this sounds interesting. Let me try this." <laughs> yeah. Bobby, what do you think it is? If a if a friend offers to give you a French seventy five, what would that be? Well, I hope it's a really good friend, and they give you five sixty nines. Ding. <laughs> where's the where's the I, I hope no kids are watching. They're ruined for life now. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Lori? What do you think if a friend offers to give you a French 75? A French 75? That sounds like a date with a sugar daddy. Could be too. What do you think, Claire? I would I would think I would say no thank you, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Claire has a 74. She doesn't need a 75. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I'm gonna go the opposite because if a friend asked me, I'd be like, go for it. Whatever it is, let's let's figure that one out. All right. So, does everybody know who Ann Landers is? Yes. Is, that, is she a writer? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, she's nice from, from the seventies. Okay. Yeah. Ann Landers, Dear Abby, okay. Dear Amy, all of yeah. those. Okay. Right. So she was like, ask her a question, and she'd give you the manner proper manner 
answer, I guess you could call it, for those who don't know. So does Ann Landers think there is anything wrong with you if you do the housework in the nude? Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. What do you think, Nazia? <laughs> I go first. Oh my. I have no idea who that person is. Doing housework, nude. It kind of reminds me of my country. Come on, I'm coming from Greece. It's so warm. There's no way I can do housework fully dressed. <laughs> no, just kidding. I. <laughs> but I can picture that actually. <laughs> I can picture people doing housework in nude. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what do you think, Paul? As long as I can keep my shoes on, because I don't get my feet dirty while I'm doing the doing the cleaning, I, I'm okay with it. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. What do you think, Tim? I actually had a uh, somebody clean my house and asked me if it was okay to do that. <laughs> And I said, look, I'm not going to be here, so you can do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't tell her you had cameras set up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's a little strange, but whatever, you know. If it, if it makes you happy, it doesn't hurt anybody. So. Yeah, true, true. What do you think, Lori? Well, I think that Ann Landers would say, sure, as long as you draw your blinds. Draw your curtains. Uh, just share it amongst your own household. Mm -hmm. That's good too. Yeah. I remember on the Friends show where they'd always be peeking in the other apartment buildings. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Betsy? Well, I don't like wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we never have. Uh, I do wear them though. I wear as little clothes as possible in the house. So, hey, if you want to clean naked, go right ahead. <laughs> you know? All the more power to you is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. What do you think, Claire? I, I think she would say uh, it, at least put on an apron. <laughs> <laughs> and don't bend over? Is that what you're saying? Okay. All right. What do you think, Linda? Uh, I think uh, she'd say, if you want to put some more spice into your romantic life, go ahead and do it. That's <laughs> probably when what someone is think. watching. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Bobby? I'm so accident prone. I would be in the ER and, and I'd have to tell the doctor that I had an accident with the vacuum cleaner and it just wouldn't be killed. <laughs> I don't even I don't even like to shower naked. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so you're you know, telling me I, you don't know how the like the switches I, on the vacuum is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I don't I I you know I, I after fifty, you know, I don't even want to look down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I had a peeping tom look in and pull down the shade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness me. Uh, who am I missed? Did I miss you, Paul? No, you got me. I, I got you first. Be naked. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, the second question is, there are a few movies out there 
Sliding Doors is one, if anybody's seen that one. Heaven Can Wait. Is Your Time Up? When It's Up. Has anyone seen those movies? No? Heaven Can Wait is, I think I it was in the 80s. I, yeah, I saw Heaven Can Wait, but I- I think what I saw, yeah. It's been a really long time. It's an old movie. Who was in it? I forget. We're I now saying remember. that movies in the 80s are old? And Sliding Doors was... Doors, uh, I don't know when. Fairly, it's been a very long time. It's about, I think, a 10-year-old movie now. It, it was when a woman had multiple pathways to take, and she chose one, but they all ended up going to the same direction in the end. It just took different lengths of time to get there. Right. So what are your thoughts? Is is your when your time is up, it's up? You want to start, Claire? My husband died at 259 on Good Friday. And for those in the Christian tradition, they say Christ died at three. So somebody said, you know, Jim wanted to get out of town before the big guy came. So um I I think watching him die and slip away, I think it was his time and in his way. And uh, yeah, I do. I think it's. That possibly, possibly. What do you think, Lori? You've seen a lot of this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, I think ultimately, um, I, I, I just can't help but uh, go with my, my Christian roots, which is that uh, the plan's been the plan since before we existed. So like with the gal in that movie where no matter what, she, mm -hmm. you still end up with the same result. I, I, yeah, I think that's right. Okay. What do you think, Betsy? Yes, I think uh, where we're born, God has a date for us uh, when we go. And nothing is going to stop that. I watched my husband die. I knew that it was his time. No one else knew, but I knew. Mm -hmm. And... It's just incredible in a way when you see someone passing, you know, my husband, before he couldn't open his eyes, he would look up at the ceiling and I'd say, Matt, what do you see? You see angels. And I believe that he saw angels. He was seeing dead people before he died. Yeah. And I just believe when your time's up, your time is up. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Linda? Well, um, how much time do we have? <laughs> Just a short answer. Okay. Um, short answer would be, um, I believe that before we incarnate, we have chosen a plan for ourselves. Whatever it is that we want to work on, lessons, people in our lives. And then we come here uh to to the extent we can realize that i've also heard and read and it feels right to me that there are times within our life that something happens and we have a choice at that moment to go back home, 
the spirit world or to stay here. And all of these stories you read about near-death experiences with people coming back and saying, I really wanted to stay. It's so loving. It's so peaceful. It's so this, it's so that. And I was told it's not my time. Yeah. And I come back. Um, it's very true. Yeah. Um, there does seem to be a lot of communication. What I would just generally call the unseen world as we near our own deaths. There are so many reports of that, and I mentioned and talk about that in my book as well. Uh, when my husband was a cradle Catholic, and when he decided, for him, when he decided he was ready, he said, I'm ready to die. Three days later, he was gone. And, however, he waited until he kept asking, when is the Feast of the Assumption? Mm -hmm. August 15th, he always said this prayer to Mary, the Virgin Mary. And there's a line in there about, I fly unto you. Uh, I've often felt, and I'm getting shivers as I relate this, that he intentionally waited until the morning of August 15th. Hmm, that's interesting. On her feast day. It meant, it obviously meant something to you. <clears throat> it right? did. It did. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you think, Paul? I, I feel like we just don't know when it's our time. So I think people have said it earlier. We got to make the most of it every day. Do something that mm -hmm. gives you joy, whatever that is. Making somebody smile. Cook your favorite dish. Drive your favorite place, do something that gives you joy. And I think that that's all we can do. Awesome. What do you think, Bobby? Uh, well, I hit the snooze bar all the time in the morning. So it's like snooze, snooze. I don't want to get up. Anymore. I'd be the one to be like, you're dying. No, no. Give me five more minutes. Five more minutes. <laughs> five more minutes. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there in a minute. And um, I, you know, when it comes to death, I, 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 I this past year, have had the closest amount of death in my life that I ever want to see. I lost 17 friends to COVID. I lost six relatives, my mother included, my mother's sister, my uncle. We're having their memorial, we're having a memorial for six people uh, on August 14th. It's so funny that you should mention August 15th because um, the minister that I have coming from our church from when I grew, this is the church that I was baptized in. I was you know, born and raised Roman Catholic. Um, he actually asked if if we were definitely doing it on Saturday because he has he had the, the mass that's done on Sunday. And I totally forgot until you just told me. And now I'm like, well, I'm giving him extra ziti at the party because um, he's, you know, he's, he's taking some time out to help my family. So, um, but as far as death goes, um, my father, I, I had a lot of prep with my father when he died because he was dying of lung cancer. And he actually, we were, we were sitting on the bed together in his hospital bed and in our living room watching Grease. And I always say, Olivia Newton-John killed my father. Um, no, but, uh, and I mean that jokingly, of course, but it was his time to go. But we watched that movie because that was a movie we saw together. He took me to see Grease in the theater. And, um, and then I felt him leave. And that was more traumatic than getting a phone call that your mom passed away in a nursing home. 
Yeah. And it, it's hard to watch the one you, the people you love pass. And it, it's, it's, but it's also their survivor guilt as well, because you're like, well, why wasn't, why didn't, why wasn't me? You know, why did it have to be him? And he was, my dad was 60 when he died. So it was, you know, um, uh, so it's, it, 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 you, death is a mystery, you know, to, and, and we never know, uh, we never know what is on the other side. Uh, I know that there's something because there has to be. There's no way we didn't. We, there's no way we came here for no reason, and um, no whatever that is, whatever you believe it is, um, I definitely believe there's another. There's another level that we're going to, but um, I I try. I, I mean, uh, this year in particular, I never thought that I would be at such an intimate relationship with death, and and I think that that. You know, when you look at the numbers for COVID, that yeah. was 600,000 people in America. That's 600,000 families affected. And I think mm -hmm. everyone has a little PTSD that we're all processing. And, um, it, you know, people say, you know, do, do you fear death? I don't fear death. I fear the unknown, you know, and, and I, I, fear, I, fear the, uh, I fear for the people that I leave behind because I take care of so many people in my life. Um, so I really feel like there is, um, there, there is, a, there, there's no, e there's no easy answer. Cause you know, I'm, I'm not dead yet. You know, I just, <laughs> sorry, Tina, I tried. It just didn't work. No, um, you know, but I, I kind of feel like I will fight to stay alive as much as possible. And I, and, it, and in, in, in the, in honor of those who left us, I will fight every minute to stay alive. And to spread the word of joy, my mother's my mother's message was not a sad one. My book is called "Shit My Mama Says" because gotta tell you, she told me a lot of crazy stuff, <laughs> and I had to cry. I had to write it down, and um, because I, I when I started post I, I, the way that I would deal with the anticipatory grief that I was having was making these posts up on Facebook and and Instagram and with the hashtag "Shit My Mama Says," and um, people would get such a kick out of it. And I compiled them all in one place. And I just spent the whole time when I was writing, laughing so much. And she was alive again in that. Yeah. In, and she's, uh, you know, she's alive now in every copy of the book. And she actually, um, you know, I know that I, I, I love, I love making people laugh. It, to me, it's like, uh, that's, that's like heroin to me. I, there is nothing more addictive than making people laugh and seeing smiles on paces people's faces because something you said or did. Um, but that was my mother's coping mechanism. She always wanted to make people laugh, whether she was in a tense situation or someone else was in a tense situation. It was her coping mechanism. And I kind of have absorbed it myself. And, um, and that's why I, I, I honestly, you know, not to take up too much time, but that <laughs> I really feel like there is, uh, there is another, there's another plane that we're going to. Mm -hmm. and, oh, that's um, cool. So. Oh, thank you. So Bobby's called you Annie. <laughs> what do you think, Annie? Annie. <laughs> well, first I would like to say to Bobby, sorry for your losses. Uh, that's really sad. And I have to agree with Paul. So I'm going to focus more on the word time than my time is up. Because we never know when our time is up. It can happen in a blink of an eye. But we can focus on our time here 
and be kind and be um, gentle, kind, welcoming, caring, loving with everyone. So when our time is up, we can just let go. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Thank you. What do you think, Tim? Well, uh, a couple things. Uh, I've been taught there's no accidents in life. And so then I think fate is appropriate. And that we, like Linda said, we, we come here in the physical world to make corrections on our past life, things that we didn't do, we didn't complete. And we come back until those are complete. Now, regarding Bobby and the shit my mother said, I'll share this with you in closing. And that is when she was in hospice, I went to visit her. And when I walked in, she said, what the hell are you doing here? Number one. And then number two, she said, well, since you're here, do me a favor, go out and get me a fifth of scotch and a cheeseburger. <laughs> That's the way she wanted to go out. She always on her own terms. So mm -hmm. I said, yes, ma'am, you got it. <laughs> That's a funny combination. Yeah. Did I get everyone? Yes, I think so. All right, here comes a funny one. Anything brings tears to a monkey's eyes, what would that be? Hmm. What do you think, Tim? When they take the bananas away, of course. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. What do you think, Paul? When they put on the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, too. What do you think, Lori? What brings tears to a monkey's eyes? Um, onions. <laughs> what do you think, Betsy? Well, someone already said what I was going to say, but I'll say no playmate. Yeah, probably too. Yes. What do you think, Claire? Well, uh, onions is my, that's good. Uh, I was thinking hay fever. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder if they get that too. I don't know. What do you think, Linda? They're trees. Mm. Deforestation, and that's double-edged because of the environmental impact as well as for them personally. Yes, probably, very true. That's changing on those poor little guys. What do you think, Annie? I would say living in a cage. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's probably true, too. And just eat all day bananas from people that are just looking at me if I was a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and Bobby, what do you think? Tarzan without a loincloth. <laughs> He's going to cry. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I, 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 this is heroin to me, so making you laugh is what I love doing. So. <laughs> well, so the monkey 
could cry or he could laugh in your respect. <laughs> Depends on how long it, never mind. Let's <laughs> not go there. Next question. <laughs> did I get everyone on that one? I think I did. All right. Um, with the emerging blueprint that's coming out for your backup plan app, it has a treasure box. What would you put into your treasure box for your legacy? Mm. Wow. Lori, you're probably quick at answering that one. Um, no, because I'm thinking about so many things. So in my treasure box for my backup plan, um, I'm going to have to say my USB with all the photos. That's a good one. Yep. All your photos so that people have them. Yep. What do you think, Betsy? You know what? I'm going to say pictures, um, yeah. videos. Yeah. The memory, those memories. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what do you think, Paul? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Pictures, videos, anything that was of me. Okay. What do you think, Claire? My Girl Scout uniform. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's I a good one. The other day. Why not? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Does it have your name on it still? No, but I have my sash with my badges. Ah. And I found my green beanie. So there. <laughs> what do you think, Linda? It'd have to be music. Have to be music. Maybe my um, my dying playlist. And what about you singing? Would it include that too? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what? wait, Linda, you have a dying playlist? Yeah, don't you have one yet? You can be. Oh, I do not have it. a dying playlist. <laughs> you don't know what Linda does for a living, right? <laughs> yes, we never know when, but I'm working on it. I love, I love music. I'm a singer to the dying, among others things. So uh, yes, I'm accumulating my list of songs, and uh, need to make sure my. <laughs> survivors know where it is so and they can play it for me excuse right. me and what songs you want played yes and what songs i want played so i would also put in the sheet music for the songs that have come through me that's a good one too mm -hmm. that's a good one and what do you think tim i would put in there my heart oh and what would you have on your heart you know, you talk about legacy, and and that's, um, that that's what I've given, and I continue to give, you know, to others and help others, and um, I'm all about the heart, you know. Nice, that's very sweet, and that's very cutting your edge out of your masculinity. Good job <laughs> on that one. Good job. <laughs> So what do you think, Annie? What would you put in your treasure box? I would uh, say my first response was to put 
to put pictures as memories, but I think I would put pictures in words or in paintings. Oh, so I would nice. paint my own pictures to share memories. Yeah, that's beautiful keepsake. And I don't know what Bobby's gonna say. <laughs> actually not gonna make you laugh with this one. No, actually my books, um, both books are from the heart and they are um, my, my cookbook with, with all the stories of my childhood in there as well as mom's book because you know I want her to live on. And that's the way that I see uh, both the, though that's why, you know, during that time period I had COVID. So I was sick the day after my mom passed. I, came, I woke up with COVID. So I started writing that day because I didn't know if I was gonna make it. And I just poured everything out. And, and then I was like, oh, you mean I'm gonna live? Oh God, great. I'm gonna publish this now, um, you know, but, uh, because you get that close and you, you know, because I live in Queens, New York, which is the outbreak, uh, is where the main outbreak of COVID happened. Our hospitals were overrun, um, ambulances every 20 minutes passing the house. So if there was anything that was a motivator to get your story written out, that was it. And I, you know, I don't I want to share it with as many people as possible. And, and after I'm gone, I'll live on just like my mother's living on in my book. Right especially if you can share those recipes. Absolutely. Chocolate mm. peanut butter martini is the best. Mm. <laughs> Sounds so good, doesn't it? It really tastes just like a, it tastes like a peanut butter cup. Best mm. recipe in the book. We're all gonna make people drink here. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have a good one for you. Everyone listening. The Vatican recently lifted its ban on female visitors to St. Peter's who wear mini skirts, shorts, and see-through blouses. But there's one condition. What would that be? What do you think, Betsy? What would that be? I have no idea. I'll say their head has to be covered. Your what did you say? Their head has to be covered. Okay, that's a good answer. Good answer. What do you think, Annie? I would say they can wear whatever they want or they don't want, as long as they wear a kaftan on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's a good answer. What do you think, Claire? Jeez. I have to wear shoes. Oh, good one. Good one. What do you think, Lori? Um, they have to go to confession while they're there. <laughs> Stole my Lori. Lori, I was also a race Catholic. That's funny. That's a good one. What do you think, Paul? The guys have to wear a blindfold. <laughs> That's a good one too. I know what. I, no one said my answer yet. So there you go, Linda. What do you think? I actually thought of the same thing that Annie said. 
I I would. Oh, it's 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 not it's not a funny question for me. I I um. I would not want to see anyone dressed that way mm -hmm. in that sacred space. Right. So, so the my only answer is to be completely covered. <laughs> right, because then they can wear whatever they want underneath, right? Right. So, yeah. Okay. What do you think, Bobby? You, I said go to, I, I was going to say go to confession or, uh, uh, or maybe the altar boys have to be dressed the same. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, part of me is also with Linda because I'm like, I get nervous when I see people wearing jeans to church. So it's like, you know, it is kind of a sacred space. So we should be respectful. Yeah, right. What do you think, Tim? Well, uh, off of what Paul said, I, I think that uh, all the men have to wear their glasses. Oh, <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> My answer to that question was going to be, you can wear that on the top, but you have to wear pants. But um, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking back in the seventies. I don't know what Paul Lynn said to that one. Do you remember Bobby what he said? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember. All right, sec the next question is, who's generally better looking? A fairy or a pixie? What do you think, Tim? <laughs> These are so hard. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll just say a fairy. I don't know what a pixie looks like. Oh, there you go. So you just picked one anyways, right? Yeah. What do you think, Annie? Well, I, I don't know what a pixie is but I have an idea what a fairy is and fairies are always beautiful. So I'll go with fairies. Yeah. Okay. That's good. What do you think, Linda? They both are because they're being themselves. Oh, that's sweet. Ding. <laughs> Every what time do you a think? bell rings, a fairy gets their wings. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Paul? Uh, I think it's the pixie because I think uh, the pixie is supposed to be cute. Right. I, I'll, I'll answer that in a second. What do you think, Bobby? Well, I live in New York. We have lots of fairies. <laughs> <laughs> and are they cute? They're, they're adorable. <laughs> I haven't seen any fairies are good looking. I'll say fairies. <laughs> Do you have pixies in New York too? Not that I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> I just fly with the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh gosh. What do you think, Claire? Well, I'd say either one as long as they don't wear uh, short skirts and see-through blouses. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too, isn't it? What do you think, Lori? Um, it depends how much I've had to drink, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which one looks better on the day? 
Yeah. What do you think, Betsy? Well, to be honest, I didn't never heard of pixies except for a pixie haircut that I had back when I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah. So I know that pixie uh, haircuts were cute. I guess they're both beautiful in their own way. Yes. Yes, I'll absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Did I get everybody? I think so. Mm -hmm. So I believe a pixie is like a fairy, but it's a little bit... Um, mysterious and gets into trouble a little bit by doing they don't do mean things they do fun and funny things but that's the difference between a fairy and a pixie i guess it depends on what kind of attitude you want from them that's so probably a, the answer it's a naughty fairy naughty fairy so to speak <laughs> and um the last question is there is now a travel agency that specializes in nude cruises to Europe. What <laughs> should you wear to dinner? <laughs> Betsy, what do you think? Well, it's not a cruise that I'd go on. I have no idea. Uh, a bib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. What do you think, Lori? Your glasses. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. That way you can see everyone better. <laughs> what do you think, Claire? I'd say bring a towel. A towel? <laughs> a towel to wipe Something to sit on. Oh, something to sit on. I was going to say, you're going to wipe your corner of your drools away, or what do you have to do with the towel? Okay. What do you think, Linda? Uh, I think I'd wear my hat so I wouldn't have to see anyone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Paul? Depends. Is this a formal dinner? <laughs> <laughs> What would you wear if it wasn't formal? I would not wear my bow tie. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Tim, what do you think? I would wear two masks. One one below and one over my mouth. <laughs> oh, but you can still see everybody else, but you don't want people to see you. <laughs> Is well, that what you're trying to say? That's my decision. You know, it's a personal thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think, Annie? Okay. I, it, when you said the question, I missed the question. But oh. I kind of got the understanding from the responses. So we should love our body and feel comfortable in it, whether we look at other people or whether it's us. Uh, so I would probably say go natural. And nothing. And what would you wear to dinner? Just go as you are. It's If everyone is like that, why not? Yeah, yeah. If I wear something, I would just stand out. I don't want to stand out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what do you think, Bobby? Oh, God. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> 
I would never be on a nude cruise anywhere because I wouldn't right. put anybody through that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, someone told me the other day, you, oh, you're young, you have a body of a 20 year old. I said, I'm giving it back, I'm getting it all wrinkled. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I, I would wear a smile and a bow tie. <laughs> oh, there you go. You make it professional. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Formal nudity. <laughs> <laughs> so in wrap up, what do you think if we went around to each one of you, what would you have? You know, it's it's been a crazy month. We've had, uh, right now, there's about 272 wildfires in British Columbia, and there's an exorbitant amount in the Pacific Northwest, side Oregon, California, Washington State. We're all struggling with drought. And then in other areas, there's crazy, crazy flooding. I couldn't even keep up with social media. I couldn't even keep up with the breaking news this last few weeks. Between buildings collapsing, wildfires, floods, COVID, um, and we had a terrible crane accident in Kelowna, British Columbia, where the crane fell down and killed four of the workers. And believe it or not, the crane fell on a building next door and killed one person, one man that was working in the office. That's crazy. So considering everything that's happened this month, we don't want to put a doldrums on everything, but it's just been a really crazy month of strange and unusual things happening. What would you like to say with your final notes to every all, all our listeners? Who would like to start? I'll start. Oh, go for it. Go for it, Lori. Um, well, obviously, with me being in funeral service, so I'm I'm present for people during all this difficult time, and um, I mean, at the end of the day. You know, no one ever says on their deathbed, oh, I wish I had more things. Uh, they just wish they had more time and memories. So um, just remember um, how precious life is and to uh, truly put your energy in what's important to you. That's lovely. Thank you. What do you think, Betsy? I have a new appreciation for life. My husband died, he was 66. My brother died this year, he was 67. Don't worry about what other people think. Do what you wanna do, do what's right for you and enjoy life and celebrate life every single day. And that's what I choose to do, celebrate life with my son. That's beautiful, thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me on. Oh, awesome, thank you, Paul. Uh, what do you think? I think that uh, it's important that we give kindness, grace, and patience to people because we don't know what they're going through. You know, they could be rude, but there could be a reason for it. So it's important that we, we express grace and kindness to everyone. That's lovely too. 
gosh, I got the best group, don't I? So I feel like I'm a teacher and I've taught you all well. Yeah. <laughs> you all get A pluses. What do you think, Claire? I'd say that each of us has a special gift that we're called to share with the world. Mm -hmm. And each of us has a unique gift. And we should find courage in speaking that gift or you know, sharing that gift. And that the bottom line of all of this is love. Do unto others, however, whatever faith you might be, but treat others as you would want to be treated. And remember that we're human. That's the thread that holds us all together. Mm -hmm. we're human and we're capable of much love. That's beautiful too. Oh, you guys are really killing it. What do you think, Linda? My Instagram post today mentioned that we each have a skill, a talent, or a way of being in the world. For me, one of those is being joy and bringing joy and compassion to people. The rest of that post was from Edgar Casey, who said, and I mentioned it earlier, for each of us to use who we are to be a channel of blessings, not only to ourselves, but also to each other. We can do that actively in action and outward movement, mm -hmm. and we can do it by taking some quiet, whether you call it prayer or meditation or sending good energy or holding people mm, in the light, whatever your language is, it's all energetic, it is all felt, it all moves out like ripples in a pond. Absolutely, that's beautiful. Isn't that funny how you just did that post today? That's that's interesting, that's interesting. What do you think, Tim? Well, I agree with Dr. Claire. My mantra is love thy neighbor. And, you know, I believe strongly that if we all practice that, we wouldn't be seeing all this devastation and pain and suffering in the world today. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we'd be doing God's work and, and, you know, there's just so much hatred and, and bias and everything is very divisive today. And, you know, love thy neighbor to me, it just stands out at the top of the hill and everything else pales in a, in comparison. Awesome. That's beautiful too. What do you think, Annie? I live my life following my own motto saying that reality can change in one split second. So I would say to people not to be hard on, the, on themselves. Don't be, don't be hard on yourself because we tend to be our most critical you know, we, we judge ourselves so much. We shouldn't. And I will agree with uh, Dr. Claire because I think it's very important to treat everyone like we want to be treated. 
the world would be a better place if we treat everyone like we want to be treated. Being kind, being generous with feelings, not with materials, feelings, and supportive. That's all we can do and enjoy even the simple stuff in life. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. That's beautiful too. Bobby, can you beat that? I don't know. Oh, no. Not, well, <laughs> I. I guess, Annie, I'm going to have to go on a nude cruise now that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say I'm just honored to be with all of you today. I, you know, I live in this little insular world and, um, you know, it's nothing brings me more joy than to make people smile and laugh. And uh, so and that was my mother's gift to me. That was my mother's message to me. And, uh, you know, no matter what's going on in my life, I try so hard to make myself laugh. Um, and, uh, but I, I'm just honored to be with this amazing group of people. You're all so passionate and different. And I think that that's the world. And we have to, like what Tim was saying about love thy neighbor. I already love you guys, you know, <laughs> you know, so, but, but I feel like there's, there's a way to be, the messenger of that healing and be the messenger of that love and my, in my world through humor. And, and, and that's my, and that is my gift. And you know, uh, I'm happy to share that at any time, but whose phone is, is I'll, do you want to pick it up or you want me to answer it? No. <laughs> it was just a text. It was just a, pe- a text about that guy who boarded a plane dressed as his wife. <laughs> because he One of the fairies from New York that was trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Only in New York. I thought there was some in LA too, guys. <laughs> yeah, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have lots here too. But thank so. you for having me, Tina. I'm 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 honored to be in here today. So. And I'm honored to have all of you because it's really meant a lot to me. It's my one year anniversary and it's been awesome. It's been an absolutely beautiful, awesome time. And we're all different, but we're all the same. It's amazing, really is. And I don't know who can tell me, what do I say at the end of my show? Carol Burnett, our favorite. Well, just before that, what do I say? Uh, I didn't study that one. Sorry. You'll remember when, as soon as I say it, how's that? If you are thinking of someone today in your mind, while you're watching the show that you love and care about, please reach out to them, pick up the phone, text them, Skype them, message them, whatever it is. There's so many different ways. Tell them how much you love and care about them because you don't know what tomorrow may bring. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Carol Burnett. Does anybody want to sing it with me? Because I don't want this to end, but we have to end (laughs) it at some point. So I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it comes a time We have to say so long. Thanks, Tina. 
You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Happy anniversary. It was yes. meeting you on your year. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Already a year. Congratulations. Yeah. So thanks everybody. I couldn't do it without you, and I couldn't do it without our listeners. So if you haven't liked or subscribed or clicked on my bell, ring my bell. <laughs> ring my bell. <laughs> All the best, everybody. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank I you. Everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thank you, listeners. There you are, Lori. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no worries. I just was wanted to wait until you clicked out. Um, okay. Never. We're going to end it. Bye, guys. Bye, listeners. Lots of love. Stay safe. Be kind. <laughs>